Hello and welcome back to Back to the Basic Bible Study. I'm Pastor George Goins of Macedonia Baptist Church, located over in the Bright Star, Arkansas area. They're right off of State Highway 237. And I just want to welcome you back to the broadcast. It's a new year, and we're excited about what God's going to do this year. Uh, hopefully you had a good New Year's um, as well and i hope exciting things are going to happen to you as well this year and uh, of course i'm sure we'll have some battles but we have the lord to trust and uh, he got us through 2023 he'll get us through 2024 and uh, so we'll see how things go this year and i hope everybody's doing well i know there's a lot of sickness out there i've battled with it myself in the last month or so and uh, we've had several folks, even in church and uh, family members that have been sick and uh, no one's uh, gotten, you know, to the point of death, which we're grateful for. But uh, it is some stuff going on. So y'all make sure you take care of yourselves. And if you get sick, go to the doctor and get what you need to kind of get you back on your feet again. So be careful about that. Hey, uh, today we're going to be in Philippians chapter three. If you want to turn your Bibles there and follow along with us. Um, as I said before, I think the week before, you know, this is January. January, usually things kind of slow down a little bit around the church. We don't have a lot of activities going on. We'll be having regular services as normal. Um, I think the youth probably will do something here in the next month or, or so. Um, they'll probably have some kind of an activity that they usually do during the, during the winter months. But um, uh, other than that, we're just going to continue to uh, strive and um, and um, present the gospel message. Um, we're thankful again that we're actually back on the air. Uh, we thank uh, KALT for allowing us to get back on the air. And hopefully in the near future, uh, we, we can be back on the radio uh, so that people can hear us on the radio as well. But uh, on the internet is good. I mean, it's very clear. You can pretty much pick it up anywhere you want to all over the country, I guess even in the world. Um, if you can get, if you got internet, so uh, we're grateful for that as well. So we're thankful, very thankful. Hey, before we uh, get into our, our our study today, I want to sing a song. It's called "A New Name in Glory." You know, I remember when I was growing up in in the church that we went to in Mesquite. When someone got saved, we'd sing this song about a new name in glory when someone would would come to know Christ. And so it's kind of that, you know, that's kind of like what what the song is about. But I was just thinking about a new year, you know, and uh, and of course my my name was written down back when I was 12 years of age when I when I come to know Jesus as my personal Savior, and um, and so hopefully you have, and if you haven't, you can you can come to know Christ just like uh, I have and many others have. We've come to know Christ uh, by just calling out to Him. He wants to come in if you'll just let Him in. Um, he wants to be a part of your life if you'll just put your trust in him. And I do. I trust him. I trust him with my soul. I trust him as my Savior. He went to the cross to Calvary to die for my sins. And, um, and I believe in that. And when I die, I believe I'll be in heaven with no doubt in my mind. So hopefully you have that confidence as well. Let's do this song real quick here. <clears throat> I was once a sinner. But I came pardoned to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, 
And I found that he always kept his word There's a new name written down in glory And it's mine, oh yes it's mine And a white robe angels sing the story A sinner has come home There's a new name written down in glory And it's mine, yes it's mine With my sins forgiven I am bound for heaven Never more to roam I was humbly kneeling at the cross Fearing not but God's angry frown When the heavens opened and I saw That my name was written down There's a new name written down in glory And it's mine, oh yes it's mine And a white robe angels sing the story A sinner has come home There's a new name written down in glory And it's mine, oh yes it's mine With my sins forgiven I am bound for heaven by grace Oh the joy that came to my soul Now I am forgiven and I know by the blood I am made whole There's a new name written down in glory And it's mine Oh yes it's mine And the white road story a sinner has come home there's a new name written down in glory and it's mine oh yes it's mine with my sins forgiven I am bound for heaven never more to I like that song. It's just got a lot of pep to it, and I enjoy it, and it's got some good words to it, and it's true that you can have your name written down in glory in the Lamb's Book of Life, which is critical that we have our name written down in the Book of Life, because in Revelation it says those that are not found written in the Book of Life shall be cast into a lake of fire. So that's why it's critical that we have our name written down in heaven in the book of life. Philippians chapter 3, hopefully you found your place there. This whole chapter is a, is a good chapter. And what it is, is Paul's dealing with an issue that they were having in the, in the church there um, at that time, uh, which was one of their biggest enemies, and that was uh, the Judaizers. 
that were here. These would be uh, Jews who uh, claimed to be Christians, but they would uh, hold on to the rituals and the ceremonial laws. One, one um, concerning circumcision, uh, that if a man was not circumcised, he could not be saved. Uh, and they were, they were preaching this, and it was, um, they were very persuasive. Um, they were not uh, into persecuting. They were more into persuading uh, folks. Just like today, you know, you have uh, so many different um, uh, groups of religious people out in the world today that are very persuasive. And um, they're not, they're not uh, proclaiming the truth. You know, John gave us a warning and said that there are many antichrists in the world at that time, as well as there is today, and uh, they're not of God. And uh, so we need to just stick with the Bible, stick what the Bible says, and uh, it won't lead you wrong. And, uh, but there was a lot of that going on, and he was just kind of uh, trying to help uh, the Christians in, in, at the church at Philippi here with this letter. Uh, by telling them that, you know, we, we, our, our uh, salvation is of faith. Matter of fact, he simply said, you know, in another passage in Ephesians where he said, for, uh, for by grace are you saved through faith. And it is by our faith. It's not by our works. Our works has nothing to do with our salvation. If it had to do with our salvation, then we'd all have a hard time trying to get there. There's no doubt because we cannot meet the expectations of God and his holiness uh, we all fall short of the glory of God. So uh, God had to intervene, and it's by, by grace. It's God's grace. It's his salvation. And by our faith, we just put our trust in the Lord, and, and uh, he saves us. And that's what he does. But if you read in here, you can see that Paul is, 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 is um, trying to correct this problem, keep the, the, the Christians in, at the church of Philippi uh, focused on the Lord and focused on living a, um, a, a mature Christian life. And um, that's what he's dealing with here. And you'll see as we read. But look at verse 13. I just want to kind of uh, use a couple of verses here uh, where he says in verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have uh, um, apprehended, which simply means something which I strive for that I haven't gained yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And I just want to stop there just for a moment here, and uh, we're going to look at some thoughts here. And what Paul is simply saying, you know, he's, when he said, I count not myself to have apprehended what he was what he was uh, trying to do in this chapter here is he brings out his religious credentials, which would put him on the same level as these religious Pharisees, um, these Judaizers. You know, he was, he was using that as a comparison. And you can see that in verse number five, where he talks about himself. He said, you know, I was circumcised the eighth day I'm of the stock of Israel, which means he was a Jew, and of the tribe of Benjamin, which he was of a, a very prestigious tribe uh, here, as well as a Hebrew of Hebrews. In other words, he was a Jew, a true Jew. There was nothing that was mixed in his, uh, in his DNA. He was of Jewish people. 
and as touching the law of Pharisees. So he had a lot of knowledge of the law, the Old Testament law, the ceremonial ritual laws, whatever you want to call them, the Mosaic laws. He had a great deal of knowledge. Matter of fact, he studied under a, a master teacher, Gamaliel, um, which he, he would have learned tremendously a lot about the laws of the Old Testament. Then he says, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, we know that he, uh, he was very instrumental in uh, persecuting the church and before he was saved, uh, touching the righteousness which is in the law, uh, blameless. In other words, he lived the law, and uh, you know, no one could, um, no one could fault him in breaking the law because he lived that type of a life. And then, of course, you know, on the road to Damascus, in the book of Acts, it tells us what happened to Paul. He would be changed one day, that the uh, the Lord Jesus would would strike him down blind. And then when he gave him his sight back, uh, Paul became a changed man. Instead of persecuting Christians, he became a Christian. Now, his goal was to to be able to um, maintain, not only to reach and maintain Christian maturity, which should be all of our goals as born-again believers, is to... Uh, to move forward in our Christian growth. We need to continue to do that. Sometimes we get bogged down and, 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 we, and we pause in our Christian growth. <clears throat> in some cases, some people go backwards. Uh, it's very important that we maintain and we go forward in our Christian maturity and in our growth there. And that's what Paul is trying to explain here, that that's what he was, that was his goal. You can see in verse number 10, where he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So his goal was, was to know Christ. And how do we know Christ? We get close to him. <clears throat> and that was his goal, was to get close to Christ, even to experience um, um, the power of his resurrection, even, the, even the, uh, the fellowship of his sufferings, and then ultimately experience the resurrection of the dead, which is what takes place when a, when a born-again believer dies. Um, the, the body is left here, the soul and the spirit is in the presence, and Paul even made this statement to be absent from the bodies, to be in the presence of the Lord, and uh, to be able to experience that. That would be his. That would be the highlight, or the he will have obtained, as he mentioned, he has not obtained or apprehended um, that goal yet. But that's what he was pressing toward was that goal there. So you know, we think about this is a new year, and. Um, you know, we, when you think about a new year, what are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do about this new year? Last year's gone. 2023 is in our past now. Uh, we have made good decisions, and we also made some very poor decisions in 2023. We can't change those things. Uh, we've seen some good things, and we've seen some bad things in 2023. We can't change those things either. So those things are in our past, you know. Uh, we have to make up our mind. Are we going to do the same thing that we did last year? We're going to do that again this year. 
Are we going to move forward and, and maybe even embark on a new level of Christian growth uh, this year? Um, and, you know, when you think about the church, and we talked about that last week, and <clears throat> the death of churches is uh, when the Spirit is not moving in the church. And it's very important that the Holy Spirit is moving in our churches and then moving among us and and bringing conviction to our heart and blessing us and protecting us and, and guiding us and leading us and teaching us and doing all those things of those characteristics that the Holy Spirit does. But, you know, a church will begin to die when they no longer uh, need a goal or a vision to reach for. You know, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where, the vi- where there's no vision, the people perish. And it's very important that we have a vision. If we're not careful, we'll become complacent. We will uh, cease to be fed in the church. Um, we'll stop reaching out for people, which is something that is critical that we do. It's a command to the body, to the church, is that we are to reach people with the gospel message. That's why we're doing the radio. Uh, we want to reach people for the, for, for the kingdom. You know, we want to share the gospel message. And, uh, and in, in some cases, some churches become divided. And, uh, and you have a lot of uh, uh, issues going on in the church. Um, and they even come to the point that they don't even need God's direction anymore. And that's a shame. But I've seen that happen in churches before. I think about our church in this last year, and God has just been good to us. And we've had a very good year this year. God has brought the church in harmony. And uh, we're in harmony right now. We're in unity right now. And uh, we've seen a lot of great things happen this last year. God's answered a lot of prayers. Uh, we've seen growth in the church. We have seen financial growth. We've seen um, uh, just a lot of good things that God has done. He's blessed Macedonia Baptist Church. And I try to encourage our people, don't get the, the big head. You know, we need to continue to stay focused. We need to continue to stay in harmony. We need to continue to do the work. Um, that God is required for us to do, and God will continue to bless and even take us to another level. Uh, we, we've been on the mountaintop. We've been in the valleys, and uh, it's the valley where you learn, and that valley's critical uh, that, we, that we go through that. So, But it's been good. God has been good to us. Now, we've got to have a vision, though. We've got to have a vision. We've got to know where we're going to go from here. Uh, 23's gone. Now 24's here. Where are we going to go? Uh, what can we do that's, that could be better? Uh, how can we reach our community? Um, how can we reach our own people, you know, uh, in our families or in our churches? Uh, we, you know, how, how we have to show the love of Christ. There's no doubt in my mind. But we're going to look here in this passage here uh, that we just that we read these these uh, two verses here, and I want to I want to just kind of examine here. And give us some encouraging words here. First of all, we see that Paul is reaching after a goal of righteousness and Christian maturity. Actually, he uses the word perfect. perfect. In verse 15, he said, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. Now, the word perfect there means mature or to be complete. We need, we need to have a, even though we are not going to be able to reach perfection in this body, one day God will change that. But as we're on this earth, we will not be able to reach 
that goal of perfection, but we can at least strive, as Paul was saying here, strive toward that, you know, and try to, to live a life of righteousness. And that's the sad thing about Christians today is they, they hinder and hurt the cause of Christ because they don't live lives of righteousness and they carry the title Christian. Now, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, then you need to live that kind of life. Uh, and what it means is that as a Christian, we are Christ followers. We're following Christ. Now, we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. The only one that was perfect was Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, and, but, but we can strive toward that goal. And is to live the best that we can and follow Christ the best that we can. So Paul would reach after, he was reaching after the goal of righteousness and Christian maturity. Um, in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, it makes this, Paul makes this statement to be conformed to the image of his son. And, and we want to be conformed to the image. And how can we do that? We do that through the Holy Spirit who we have inside of us who gives us direction and, um, and he cleans us up, if you want to use that term. Uh, he, he makes us into the image of Christ. And in Romans chapter 12, again, Paul would make this statement. He says, I beseech you. In other words, he's, I'm urging you, therefore, brethren, he's talking to Christians, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's holy, acceptable unto God, and which is your reasonable service. So he's saying we are to be living sacrifices, which is holy, which means pure, righteous, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. So Paul followed after this Christian maturity or perfection here. As you can see in verse number 12, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect or he uses that word again perfect but i follow after if that i may apprehend that for which also i am apprehended of christ jesus so his his goal is is to strive after that paul had been saved to live for christ and to serve christ <clears throat> what do you think that i mean do you think we are any different than that. No, we as born-again believers today should be, uh, have that same idea, is that we've been saved to live for Christ and to serve Christ. And as he says here, I follow after, as he uses in verse number 12, he says, I follow after, which simply means to press or to pursue um, like a runner in a race. All right, so um, we don't need to be complacent. We don't need to be lazy and lying around. Uh, or, or, you know, we need to be running is what he says here. Don't even be walking. You need to be running toward uh, that goal. Um, Christ saved Paul to press and to run after Christian maturity. And, uh, and so Christ would expect that from us as well. We need to be focused. We need to take every opportunity that we have and that we need to run from sin to righteousness and that's what's important matter of fact in that in that passage that i read to you all ago in romans chapter 12 and then verse number two it says and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of god <clears throat> which i'm sure if i was to ask this question you could answer back 
you know, uh, would you want to be in the perfect will of God? Of course, yes, I want to be in the perfect will of God. You know, I think about my own life and where I've been and where I'm at today. Um, I'm right exactly where God wants me to be. And I don't want to be anywhere else. There is nothing else that I I desire. I just want to be where God's will is for me. And right now, he he has me where he wants me to be. And so I want to strive and do as best as I can in that will that he has for me, that calling that he has in me. So Paul followed after uh, perfection or Christian maturity. Paul also worked at forgetting the past. Look at verse number 13. He says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, which means, you know, again, it's something that you're striving for, but you haven't gained. But this one thing I do, so this is something that he had confidence in. This is one thing that I do, is forgetting those things which are behind. So it's, Paul had to work on that, (coughs) at forgetting the past. Remember, you know, he, he gave his, his religious credentials over here. He was a very, um, I mean, as far as uh, the, the world or the community, you know, he was well known as uh, one who had religious uh, credentials, but he was also one who persecuted the church. And in Acts chapter 3, it says here, that as for Saul, which is Paul, that was Paul, Uh, He made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. And I persecuted this way unto unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. As also the high priest doth bear me witness in all the estate of the elders, from whom also I received letters unto the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring them which were there bound unto Jerusalem, for to be punished. So this is talking about him, you know, he would, this is in chapter 22, where he would, um, where he had the, uh, he was, the high priest had given him uh, um, um, uh, authority to go and get these prisoners to bring them to Jerusalem to be punished. And then chapter 26 of Acts, he says, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which things I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them, and I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blasphemy. And being exceedingly mad against them i persecuted them even unto strange cities <clears throat> so paul <clears throat> was a he was a ruthless man at one time and he was telling his testimony here that was the kind of person that he was uh in his past now um you know when we think about this we have to remember what kind of person we were even before our salvation experience you know what uh if you think about it, what if Paul would have just kept or he would have lived in the past and he wouldn't have forgot those things. That's what he said in verse 13, forgetting those things which are behind. What if he had lived in the past? You know, uh, maybe the gospel wouldn't have been able to reach the Gentiles the way it did. You know, so and we think about how many today, you know, can't even forgive themselves and carry the baggage of their past. You know, maybe I didn't raise my children right or 
or you know um, maybe we made some bad maybe we made some poor decisions in the past and you dwell on those things you can't do that and that's what Paul is saying here is you got to let it go you've got to put those things in the past um, and so that's what he said forgetting those things which are in the past you know the past is the past you can't change it you can only move forward so how can we forget and move on well it, of course it takes work uh, we have to focus and control the mind the mind is your can be your enemy if you're not careful because you you know you can think of things that you shouldn't think you could be persuaded in your mind of things so we have to learn to forgive forget and move on right and uh, so we have to keep our mind focused on that and then reaching forward to those things that are before us now as you can see what he says here forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before which are ahead of us and that's 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 the solution there is that we got to keep our mind we got to zero in on things at hand and things that lie ahead of us. We got to strive uh, to stay focused on Christ and our and His will for our life. Then we see, lastly, Paul pressed on toward the goal. Verse fourteen: I pressed toward the mark uh, for the prize of the high calling of God, which the word "high" means upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul pressed on. Um, you know, what is God's purpose for us in Christ Jesus? Well, it is to, one to be conformed to the image of Christ and to be perfect even as he is perfect, which means to be complete or mature as he is perfect. We won't, we won't achieve the perfection as, we, as Jesus was, but we can strive to, to, to be as close to that as possible. And, and so, you know, as we mentioned, perfection means Christian maturity, and that's what we should be reaching. You know, there's, there, there are Christians today that's been going to church for 40 years that are still babes in Christ because they have not been reaching forward. They have been hanging on to the past. And it's important that we mature in our Christian growth. Um, we need to forget uh, our faults. We need to forget our failures and we need to follow our faith and uh, that's what's important so Paul and then lastly Paul kept his mind on growing and maturing in Christ you can see that in verse 15 we didn't read it a while ago but let me read it to you let us therefore as many as be perfect or complete or mature be thus minded and if in any be ye be otherwise minded God shall reveal even this unto you so what he's saying here is that we need to be, we need to have this same vision. We need to have this same goal, which is to reach uh, that Christian maturity in our lives. So <clears throat> what happens, you know, you ask the question, what happens when, um, when you stop growing in the Lord? My goodness, we have run out of time. We'll have to stop here. Uh, I hate that. I hate that I run out of time already. But listen, the important part of this is that Paul's trying to teach us that we can't hang on to the past. We've got to reach forward. And so hopefully this year, we won't, we won't dwell on the things of 23, but we'll look forward to the things in 24 
and let God do great things. Take us to the level that he needs to take us to so that he can use us for the kingdom. Let me pray with you. Father, again, we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And we just ask that you'll help us in this new year that we will stand tall and be a better witness for you in our lives, in our testimony as we share the gospel. Uh, that many would be saved and added to the kingdom this year. Please bless. Bless these folks. Give them a great day in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, folks. Again, uh, come and see us again next week at the same time. God bless.